0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, Clock Dodgers, I have a quick question for you guys. Are you playing daily fantasy sports right now or are you playing fantasy football right now? Of course you are, because you wouldn't be listening to this podcast otherwise, um, because where else are you going to get all this awesome information and all these fun fantasy games, right? But what I need you to do is go onto your Apple device right now, your Android device, go to, you know, uh, nohalftime.com or go into the, the store on the App Store and download No Halftime. It's a daily fantasy sports app where you can play player versus player challenges. You can do this with your friends, your family, your coworkers, the guy you can't stand who thinks he knows more than you, the guy who calls himself a fantasy quote unquote expert expert because he knows so much stuff about football Um, go ahead and get on there tell them to get on there too. use the promo code clock when you're registering c-l-o-c-k and you'll get ten dollars instantly on the app we're talking about free money fantasy football um can you find a downside here because i'm having a real tough time doing it guys support the podcast and support my friends my sponsors no halftime daily fantasy sports where you can reign supreme right where you can show your friends that you really know what you're doing not their so called expert self let's go guys get it now
1: can i kill you i win with go free can
2: do now, man, listen we talking about
0: practice. not a game not a game not a game we talking about
1: facts <laughs> You are now locked in to the Clock
0: Dodgers, Podcast. Clock Dodgers Podcast. The fantasy football madness continues here on the Clock Dodgers Podcast. I am Neil, but you already know that. My guests today are Porter and Trevor from the TEP Fantasy, where obviously they're gonna give you fantasy advice, but they have some unique stuff there, some unique structures. where they'll do like one-on-one sessions with you, and all kinds of you know cool things that you don't see on every site. So I wanted to get the guys on the podcast, and we're gonna talk a lot of dynasty football on this one, um, guys. Welcome to the show. How are you guys doing today?
2: We're doing great. Uh, thanks for having us. Really appreciate the opportunity, uh, and we're, we're happy to be here. Yeah, thanks a lot. We're really really excited about it. It's always fun to talk to another another guy in the industry um, and just talk football, which is obviously what we
0: all love. Absolutely, and like I said, you know, I looked at your guys' site. Um, You guys got some unique stuff on there as far as like the sessions, the one on ones, all that kind of stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool and unique because you know we're in an industry um, and not just fantasy football, but just in general when you're talking about you know businesses like on the internet or anything like that, um, where there's a lot of. You know, a lot of stuff that's common between each one and so you guys are doing something a little different, which I think is pretty cool. Um, you don't see a lot of people doing that. I'm sure others do, but you don't see a lot of people doing it yet at least. Um, so it's pretty cool that you guys are doing that. Um, can you guys give us a little bit of a background on you guys as far as, you know, how long you've been doing fancy football for, you know, kind of what you know, why you started the site. You got you guys been friends for a long time. Like kinda what's the dynamic here? Yeah, so
2: we've I mean speaking for both of us, I know we both have been playing fantasy football most of our lives. We got into Dynasty in particular a few years ago and and kind of haven't looked back since then. It's our preferred format. Um, We've been friends for, I guess, since sixth grade, something like that. It's been been a long time. We also have another member. His his name is E. Twine. He's more of a computer guy, statistician whiz. Um, But, yeah, we've all been... Good friends, and we decided to, to start that fantasy um, last year. Um, I don't know to, to try to just reach beginners and um, just kind of guys who want to get an extra edge because I feel like no matter how good you consider yourself to be, you can always get a little better. And we, we honestly get a lot better every single day. Um, so we kind of just wanted to do that for other people too.
0: Absolutely, man. That's really that's really cool. I like you know that's kind of you know, the motto here is is getting people out there, you know, to chase their passions and be motivated. So, um, like I said, it's cool that you guys do that. Um, You know, like I said, we're going to go really deep into into Dynasty this this episode. Um, It's not really something we've done yet on the show. I mean, we've, you know, here and there hit questions and stuff like that, but we never made the whole episode dedicated to Dynasty. So, you guys are uh, the first ones on the Clock Dodgers podcast to tread into that water. So, um, you know, you guys say you're big Dynasty fans. Um, What what is it that, you know, for you guys makes you favor Dynasty over just a standard league? Like, what do you feel is, you know, the the big difference with Dynasty leagues over the regular standard leagues that everybody does?
2: Well, we both uh, at one point in our lives wanted to be general managers of a football team, basketball team, baseball team. And we love the aspect of Dynasty, how you can even play IDP and have uh, top to bottom defense and offensive players that you Grow through your system, and it kind of makes us feel like we own the franchise. With general manager making player decisions like that, and that's that's the big thing for me that got me into Dynasty personally. Were yeah, you yeah, really quick? Were, you,
0: were you guys game. like Madden guys like me with like franchise mode and stuff like that? Like that's what you cared about more than the game itself.
2: Yeah, oh, no, no question. We just we just finished a, a game of Madden actually right right before we got on the podcast. It was funny you mentioned that.
0: <laughs> oh man! Well. Since you guys have played Dynasty for a while, I, I just, you know, I, I've. Dynasty leagues for me, like, there's like a, a thing for me. Like, I don't want to just join any Dynasty league. Um, You know, it, it's kind of a hard thing for me. Like, I feel like, you know, it's hard to come by a good league, a solid league with guys that have been, you know, running with it for years because it always seems like guys are just dropping out or um, they build this crappy team and then they, they just bail on the league. And so you know, dynasty leagues haven't always been, you know, kind of in my favor. I haven't really cared for them too much, but I'm getting more and more into them as I go along. Um, what do you guys feel like is like the number one quality? Um, say, say you're a person either looking to start a dynasty league or you're looking to join one. What is kind of like something that has to be a part of it to make it work? Is it, is it the members all have to be like friends or can they be online people and it still work? Like does money have to be involved? What do you guys think is like the most important factor to keep a dynasty together and running?
2: Yeah, so uh, we've we've had some experience with with leagues kind of falling apart. But so we commission a lot of the teams, we're commissioners for a couple of them. Um and so we really really hand pick the members um pretty carefully when choosing um guys to join our leagues. So because I think I think between all those factors that you just mentioned, I think the members are probably the biggest factor. Um you get, you need guys that are committed um the same level that you are um and you, and you you gotta find the correct settings and scoring rules that is really excited about um because longev- longevity is the key of dynasty there's no point in playing dynasty for a couple years because then you're just you just find a redraft league with, with some keepers um but yeah I, I think you need to you need to have the be- best members you can have um I mean, Dynasty really is the closest thing you can get to owning a real franchise. And there's nothing like it if you, if you, get, if you get the best group of guys that you can. Yeah, we just uh, actually started our own 32-team Dynasty League, um, which sounds a little bit insane to a lot of people, but we got 32 guys on board. And one of the rules we have that I personally love a lot is that you have to pay for the first two seasons um, before you can join. Wow. So but that really helps like gain the members.
0: That that might be a that might be a genius idea. Have you have you guys come across a lot of leagues like that? Because I don't think I've ever heard of that.
2: Yeah, it was actually brought us uh, by one of the league members who had done uh, a couple dynasties before and had it falling apart on him. And he just said this is a good a good idea, and we took it and ran with it, and it's worked out uh, really well so far.
0: Yeah, that's a genius idea. Actually, that's a that's a really good idea. I never for some reason that's like it seems so simple, but I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, mon- money a pretty big factor for most people. It is, we we do play a couple free online leagues, but but when you bring in money into it, and people are monetarily invested, it, it makes it does make a difference. And we love we love the new format that this guy suggested
1: to us.
0: Yeah. So, so basically, two good tips: don't don't have leagues with assholes and get money involved. At least two years would be really beneficial. (laughs) Essentially,
1: yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, you know, we kind of covered the bases here with Dynasty and and got some of the important factors out of the way. I do know that the listeners are waiting for us to do the the questions that they send in, so I want to just kind of jump into those. Um, I got for for this for this one for this special episode, I got my top ten um questions I like the most. Top 10 Dynasty related questions. And so we're going to, you know, we're going to go ahead and, and get started writing those. Are you guys ready for that? You ready to, you know, to handle what these people are throwing at us?
2: Yes, sir. Yeah, I think I think we'll give it a shot.
0: All right, cool. So so the first one was sent in by Jeff, um, aka uh, Straight Jackin. On the Fantasy Life app, um, his question is: When trading in Dynasty, how far is too far away when you're talking about trading draft picks? So, you know, essentially, you know, we're we're heading into the 2016 season. When you guys have, you know, when you have guys trading like 2018 picks, is that too far, or is that that kind of like the borderline? Like, what what is the, you know, the the amount of you know years you want to go out when we're talking trading draft picks?
2: So last year, I traded. 2017 first round draft picks in a dynasty league, and I had actually gave up Jordan Reed when he was injured for it. And then I swapped with one of my uh, with actually turn <laughs> Uh And I did that for the reasons that there's Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook, uh, Smith Schuster, uh, Gallman, a bunch of guys in that draft class that could be fantasy superstars. And for me to have three of 12 first-round picks uh, was huge for my team uh, in 2017. So it's just looking at the college prospects. I think to answer your question better, I think maybe two two years in advance probably would be my limit, maybe three if there's a guy like Drew Rosen or Josh Rosen um, who's out there. But I would say two generally speaking in my opinion. Yeah, and, and what we did in our big 32 team league um we only allowed people to pay or me, to, to trade draft picks in years in which they've already paid. So they can only, in our draft this year, you can only trade 2016 picks and 2017 picks because those years are already covered in their league fees. Now, if someone wanted to trade a 2018 pick, they would then have to pay the league fee for the 2018 year. Um, because we don't want people trading away all their 2018 picks, um, you know, and then shooting for the title in these next two years, and then abandoning the league when they have no picks. Um, right. So that, that was another kind of little twist we had with that with that league C rule.
0: Again, yeah, that's already
2: happened. I think mean, three or four times.
0: Yeah. Right? Again, another logical, another logical rule there. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys got it. Uh, you guys are trying to make it bulletproof. I like that.
2: We spent a lot of
0: time thinking about this stuff. We wrapped our brains. <laughs> That's very cool. All right. So so it seems like you guys are saying pretty much, you know, two years out, you know, or you know, if you're in sixteen, seventeen, eighteen is kind of the furthest you want to go. So two years, you know, like you said, unless, you know, you got a league like yours where you pay so much far in advance it doesn't matter. But um that sounds like the, you know, a good starting point or, you know, kind of a, a guideline um that's cool all right cool so that answers this question for sure um the next question we have is from at dem bones um again the fantasy life app he says what's more valuable in dynasty is is it an elite top five type production for a year or two or you know a good say top 12 15 type production for like five years um can you can you can you can you split that up on which one's more valuable to you guys in your opinion
2: yeah, uh, well, one of the things that I personally love so much about Dynasty is that some people value... Vow- I mean, you can value players and assets differently based on how your team is constructed. Um, so if you're one of these guys that has a bunch of young guys and you you may not be title contender for the next couple of years, but then hitting your stride in year three, um, you're looking for those guys that are the guys that are going to be kind of far away production guys. Um, they're more valuable to your team than for a team that's ready to compete for a title this year. Um, whereas, obviously, the, the, flip, the flip side of that is if you have a title contender, you're not necessarily as interested in Doriel Green-Beckham um, instead of someone like Brandon Marshall, for example. Um, but the other team that, that's rebuilding might, might be interested in DGB. Um, so that's one of the advantages of dynasty over draft in that trades aren't so cut and dry. Um, it really does depend on your, the construction of your team. Yeah, that's one of our 32 team leagues that I found really interesting is there's teams like my brother's team I think has 14 rookies on it, and there's there's other teams with no rookies and guys the youngest guy is like 26. So it's it's very interesting to see who's who's. Uh, different strategies uh pay off in the end but i guess if if you're asking for our personal opinion i'm i'm usually a a young guy kind of kind of guy um i like to look down the road and try to be patient if i can and have all my guys hit my stride um in year three or four and know Porter likes to likes immediate gratification over there i yeah i i like more immediate and i i try to i try to mix and match so i'll have some older guys like I'll take Julio Jones or something like that. 28, 49, AJ Green, same deal. And then take some younger receivers, younger running backs, younger tight end if there's one available um, later in the draft. And ho- hopefully they pan out to be uh, uh,
0: productive for me. Yeah, I like that. So, so there's not. So you guys are saying there's not one set way. But what I do like about Dynasty is that you know, like you guys mentioned, when you do trade, um, it's not it's not like in a redraft where you know you feel like you know one guy won one guy lost or um i have to feel like i won coming out of this right now because like you said you can technically lose that trade in the moment but in the future it's the other way around you know what i mean so it gives you that chance to kind of redeem yourself in a trade or or strategize for the future instead of now i I do like that aspect of it but um i think you guys are right you know as far as that goes there's so many different strategies that there's no um there's no right or wrong it's just kind of all gray yeah no
2: exactly
0: all right, cool. Um, our number three question is from At Wispy. Um, he asks, which rookie wide receiver makes the biggest impact in 2016? And which one do you think is the best long term option? And that probably could be the same wide receiver, even, but where do you guys go with that?
2: I think we both agree that Corey Coleman is the guy to own this year. Um, he's got, I think, got three to two for a bounce back year. They got a pretty solid offensive line. Hopefully Josh Gordon comes back and takes some uh, pressure off uh, Coleman. He got Barnard in the middle of the field. Decent weapons. Um, I think Corey Coleman is the guy. Very explosive for, for both of us. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, Coleman probably this year. Um, the only guy that I think might challenge him for that title is maybe Sterling Shepard for, for this year, 2016. Long term, um, I'm a Redskins fan, so I'm slightly biased. to so take this as a grain of salt, but I like Josh doctrine. I think, I think when um, Garcon is inevitably let go after this year when his contract expires, Doxon will step in there and be the number one receiver in a, in a really high-volume passing attack. Um, I do also like Laquan Treadwell. Um, he's probably my overall if – I, if, I, I'd probably pick him over Coleman and, and Doxon, um overall, but if we're strictly talking long-term without any sort of upside this year, it's Doxon. Um, and if we're talking this year, but not necessarily in the future, I'd lean Coleman. Yeah, I, I agree long-term with uh, uh I followed him for about two years at Ole Miss, and I loved everything he uh, he showed there. And then I was pretty upset when he got drafted by the Vikings and the Ryan Red- <laughs> first attack. But once, yeah, once Adrian Peterson uh, retires, I think uh, Treadwell's going to be, be a fantasy star in Teddy Bridgewater out of Minnesota.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, a lot of these questions you guys are going to see that, you know, we kind of heat, hit each position like that because everyone, you know, wants to know what the rookies are going to do at, at each position. So they're going to kind of a lot of these questions will fall that way. Um, so so the next one is sent in by at Omega Ginger. Um, he asks a similar question, um, which rookie QB will be the most productive the soonest and, and which one, of course, will have the best statistical career um, going forward, you know, to finish their career.
2: For me, I uh Again, following other guy's college career, Paxton Lynch at Memphis, I think he uh is a light version of cam newton' big, strong, fast cam an arm, a little inactive, just like Cam was when he came out of Auburn um, especially with the weapons they had in Denver and just I think I think he's the guy long term to own this year. I would stay away from every one of them personally like to ask my advice on that one I think. Yeah, I think I lean, I think I lean golf. Um, he's got an extraordinary pocket presence, and he probably has the strongest arm of of the three notable um, rookie quarterbacks that are going relatively high in rookie drafts. I, I get the the recent excitement for Cardell Jones, um, excuse me, Dak Prescott. Although Cardale's had a, a decent preseason season, but Dak is getting a little bit overhyped right now, and he's starting to climb the ADP in. In rookie drafts, if anyone's still doing their rookie drafts, um, but I think Goff's the guy for me. Uh, Wentz is probably close second. I think he's got he's the most intelligent, um, probably has the highest uh, IQ for the quarterbacks. Um, but I only mean, I only mean, I only mean Goff a little bit.
1: So
0: so neither one of you guys are are Dak Prescott fans as far as the future, not now obviously with Romo, but going towards the future,
2: not really. Uh, I'm not I'm not huge on him, um, but. Should Tony Rumble go down and Dez is still around. He has a lot of, he has a lot to work with around him. Um, I, I was never really big on him in college. I didn't think his game would translate to the NFL um rate. And I'm always a little bit wary of these preseason season games, um, because defenses aren't throwing at you everything that they're gonna see in like. the NFL games. They see in regular season games. Um, but I always kinda of take that with grain of salt, but he has looked good, I'll admit that.
0: All right. Cool. Um, all right. The next one is running back base. So um, I had a couple of different guys to make questions similar to each other. Um, so um, at J two, two, three, he asked um, Kenneth Dixon, Keith Marshall and Paul Perkins, um, who makes the impact this season and who's best long term. Um, at the same time, another guy wrote in at Blue Stars. He uh, he said, you know, he mentioned that Zeke and Henry are obviously the, the favorite choices as far as the rookie running backs. Um, but who else makes noise at rookie running back? So we're going to, you know, if Kenneth Dixon, Keith Marshall, Paul Perkins, they all kind of fall into that category. So they kind of blend together. But um, out of those three guys, um, which one do you, do you think any of them can make an impact this season and, and best long term? Who, who, who are you looking at?
2: I would go Paul Paul Perkins for this year. I think Rashad James is very injury-prone and just very uh, average at this point in his career. Um, So I would go Paul Perkins uh, this season. And then you got Shane Vereen there, who's more of a passing down back than a a, uh, first and second down back. Um, Yeah, and then long-term, I definitely would not go with Keith Marshall because he's right now he's third string, if I'm correct, behind Rob Kelly, fourth string. Fourth string, sorry. Behind uh, Rob Kelly and Chris Thompson, um, so I definitely would not go Keith Marshall. I'm very low on Keith Marshall. Uh, yeah, honestly, I think I would go. Uh, well, first of all, I don't really think any any of them make an impact this year, any notable impact. Um, but if I had to choose, I think I'd, I think I'd go Dixon for both. Um, I'm a lot higher on Kenneth kind of Dixon's talent than either of the other two, and I'm, I mean, I'm a Redskins fan, so I'm watching Keith Marshall pretty closely, but he hasn't stood out in the least for me. Um, and, I, and and the Porter mentioned Paul Perkins may emerge if Jennings, um, or to go down, but honestly, I don't even know if he, I don't even think he'd be the next man up uh, for the Giants. They still have Andre Williams. Um, I, I don't think Shane Green really changes anything, but um, yeah, it, long-term, I think Kenneth Dixon's the guy. He has he is the firmest three down upside. Um, and four sets getting up there in age. And I think I think Dixon's the back of the future there. And I can't really say that about either the red excuse me, either Keith Marshall or Paul Perkins. Right.
0: A little bit of a disagreement between you guys there. For once we're getting we're getting in there. You know, we're digging deep when you guys are starting to disagree a little bit. <laughs> yeah,
2: it, it happens more than you think.
0: <laughs> All right. So the next one at Caldy um, he's asking, uh, name the top five most valuable running backs in Dynasty right now. They don't have to be rookies, just in general, top five most valuable. And, of course, this is going to be totally about perspective, totally, you know, you guys are probably going to have different guys. But just, um, you know, if you both want to put a top five together at the same time together or two separate ones, either way is fine.
2: Yes, it is. All right, well, my top three, well, top four, no real, no real surprise, Gurley, Elliott, Le'Veon Bell, I think those guys are probably young. All- all studs uh you know some injury problems with girly in college might scare people away but i think he's gonna run first offense he's a complete stud lady bell has been a little bit dumb recently but i think he uh he's gonna put together with all his talent in that team in uh, pittsburgh and then my fifth guy i think i'm gonna go a little bit farther down the draft board and i'm gonna uh endorse my love for jamie Langford. And I think he's gonna be top five. Oh, give me a break. Man,
0: just just uh, lost Jeremy we just lost everybody. Now, nah, jug
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
2: Jeremy no. Knows, another guy who's on there. Uh but probably six, right behind Linkford. A uh, big Linkford guy, huge uh huge Linkford guy with the uh Bears, uh strong uh pass uh, rush uh blocking offense. Of, That's off fair the line, so I like that. Oh uh, um, let's see. Well, Gurley's definitely number one for me. I am huge on his talent. Um let's see, uh I'll go Bell number two. Um I, this the suspension's annoying, but it, I don't think it's gonna be a long term kind of recurring issue. Well, hopefully there's there's really no way to, to speculate on that. Um, but uh let's see. number three, I'm gonna go David Johnson over Zeke Elliott. Um, but I love Zeke Elliott's potential as, as hard as it, is, as it is for me to admit, um, especially behind that line. I think I could probably run for 800 yards behind that line.
1: Um,
2: <laughs> not at all true. Uh, but I think this guy... <laughs> maybe 8 yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe eight, <laughs> like eight. Um, Let's see. I, I think I'll go with Lamar Miller. I think he's still 24. He's been in, in a great spot in Houston. We all saw the usage that Arian Foster is getting in there, um, and, and the fact that defenses have to worry about DeAndre Hopkins, but not only him, but now they added all these all the rookies, Braxton Miller, Will Fuller, um, brought in the quarterback. Uh, I think I think the, the holes will be big for Lamar, and I think he's going to shoot right through them. So that'd be my five.
0: All right, cool. Um, the next question uh, from AJ at AJ Express. He says, besides Gronk, what is the trade value for guys, like top tight ends, like Reed, Kelsey, Eifert, and Dynasty? Does it change in Dynasty, the trade value of tight ends? Is it Does it fluctuate, or is it still pretty much the
2: same as standard? Well, it depends on how uh, big your Dynasty league is. Like, I know in our 32-team league, we have four flex spots, so you can start uh, four running backs. You can start four tight ends, if you like start a combination of wide receivers, tight ends, and running backs. So it kind of depends on what type of league you're in. a lot of teams don't have um, tight ends. Um, but um, in terms of draft status, or, or trade status, I think I would... Uh, um, like, I traded Jordan Reed last year, and he started for, the for, the team for a team a round pick. So it's just kind of going game-by-game game, week by week and see what you can about your guy. Gotcha. Yeah, in terms of the difference between dynasty um and a redraft for for tight end values. I don't think it's really that big of a difference unless it's a guy that is has clear injury issues. Um but other than that, unless you play in a in a tight end premium league where tight ends uh get extra points per reception, um, for those of you that don't know, those really do value um tight ends and, and their value kind of spikes in those. Uh, obviously, receivers are valued more than tight ends. Um, so let's see, and, and I think that, honestly, running backs are very devalued in, in dynasty, but I don't think I could say the same thing about tight ends. I think tight ends kind of hold their value. Um, yeah.
0: Okay, so so pretty similar to standard, but um, you you do feel different. You know, positions have different values, but you feel tight end stays pretty stays pretty on the on the same path. Yeah, I think. so. All right, cool. All right. The next one is from at two drink minimum. And um, he he asks, when when is it okay to punt on the season? You know, basically give up, start trading away everything, start for the rebuild. Um, When when do you guys, you know, hit that point? Do you ever hit that point? I mean, it is a dynasty, so you could be in it for five, ten. I mean, do you actually ever give up and like, all right, I'm done with this season. I'm letting everything go. Um, Or do you you do do you always kind of hang around and just, you know, work towards the future, but don't sell everything? How, How do you guys do that? When is it okay to do that?
2: Uh, well, I think it's just kind of not important in my nature to ever really do that because we're so invested in it that it, it's really hard to to do that because it feels like you're losing interest. And personally, in our leagues that we commission, or yeah, so we don't let people intentionally tank in terms of leaving, you know, leaving spots open or leaving guys on that are, that are on buys and things. The only way people are allowed to to tank in a way by subbing in subpar players, so that that's not that doesn't
1: exactly answer the question. That's what about
0: just, what about like trading yeah. away like really good players for like much younger and like just for upside guys who 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 you know are not going to produce like them right now, um, but you're just yeah. you know you're just going for the youth movement and, and that's it. You don't care about you know all the studs and stuff now.
2: Right, and, that, and that's a completely valid strategy. Uh, in fact, I, I've done that several times, uh, doing something like. A, trading Antonio Brown for a package of, you know, Amari Cooper and a couple, you know, a first rounder down the road, and and another another young piece. That's a completely valid strategy. If your team, if you know for a fact that your team's not going to compete, you might as well put yourself in a position to get a high draft pick, um, and pick up a couple pieces down the road. Um, yeah, go ahead. Like last year, uh, Trevor drafted Des Bryant eleventh overall. That's right. overall, and he traded down for a couple picks. And he ended up uh, drafting Amari Cooper and Allen Robinson, right? Yeah. And he ended up winning the league by like wow. Bryant for lower picks in the draft. So you never know how it can work out. You can uh, you can tank a little bit, or you can end up turning all all the way around and winning the league.
0: Yeah, may I actually totally flip your fortune. <laughs> all right. Yeah,
2: no, that that was complete luck because you yeah. knew that they would both break out in in the same year, but
0: yeah. Hey, that's the beauty of fantasy football, though. Um, exactly. the, the next one is from at C wing 21. He's actually asking about a trade that he did. He wants to know if you guys think that he did good or if he did bad on this one. Um, he traded his, his number one pick, which was the eighth pick in the draft. Um, and I'm assuming this is probably like a, a, startup. I don't think it's like, you know, something that's been going. So it's just a startup draft, but, um, he, he traded his number one pick, which was the eighth pick in the draft and his eighth round pick. I don't know what number it was, um, for the number two overall pick in the draft and a 15th rounder. So did he do bad or good, or was it just kind of, eh, doesn't really matter? It's kind of a wash?
2: It, that really does matter in terms of the – we would need to know the size of the league. Um, if it was if it was just a, a typical 12-team league, um, that it, may, it may have been worse um, that eighth. What was it, the eighth?
0: Yeah, it was an eighth-round pick. With so he
2: traded it. eighth overall and then an eighth-rounder. For the, for the second, second pick and, and the fifteenth rounder. Uh, that's tough. Uh, honestly I, I don't I think it's worth it because to get someone like um Antonio Brown or Julio, or maybe even honestly probably though is in that range too. To get one of those guys is extraordinarily rare. And then eighth rounder you multiply that by twelve, that's what, ninety six to a uh, you know, to a hundred or whatever um yeah no i I think that's worth it i don't think you're gonna really be relying on that eighth rounder too much
0: all right cool all right the the last question uh, the top this is the the last question the 10th question is uh from a gentleman named at applesauce (laughs) and um he's asking what's the big difference on how you approach a startup dynasty draft versus standard redraft draft like what's the, the obviously we know you're you know, totally, you know, you're not totally gunning for future guys, but yeah, you know, you're kind of mixing that in a little bit. But is that the biggest difference? Or do you feel like there's something else that maybe people don't talk about as much? It's underrated, but it's a big difference in, you know, one draft style to the other.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, well, for me, in redraft, you're obviously just trying to win that year. So you're not really concerned about how old they are or, you know, issues down the road. Um, for me, when I do my startup drafts, I typically, I typically do, if you've heard of the, the UTH way, kind of um, of just building with youth um, and trying to have all of your guys hit their stride at the same time. And I, I don't go as extreme as, as the under-the-helmet guys where they, they completely don't worry about the first year and they, they make sure that they get a good pick in the second year and kind of go from there. I'm, I'm trying to compete the first year just because I, I really can't get myself to tank. Um, but i am almost completely focused on the future um and I try to be patient it's it's harder it, it's it gets hard but it, it's worth it in the end, yeah in terms of a redraft I only take guys in the first six or seven rounds that I know are gonna produce they're gonna start and have shown they can produce in the past uh and then with dynasty i i'll I'll take personally probably top saying how big the the size of the lead is i'll take uh probably first four rounds, guys who I know will produce and have produced in the past, and then I'll start looking at some potential guys. Uh, so that's my personal strategy.
0: Okay. That makes sense. I mean, you know, so obviously the age is a factor, but that's kind of how long you want to wait for it, and then, you know, in standard, you just really don't care. In a regular draft, you're just like, eh, whatever, whoever's going to give me the, you know, my most bang for my buck right now is who I'm going with. That makes sense.
2: Yeah, I yeah. And Porter usually does considerably better in the first year than I do. Not, honestly, probably the first couple of years. I got lucky last year with our with Alan Robinson and Doug Martin and guys like that. Right. Gotcha. That's usually how it works so when we're together. <laughs>
0: That's cool. Um so that's it. That was the top ten questions. So that's we got the questions out of the way. i'm gonna We're gonna jump into the fantasy trade blackjack now. Um, uh, for for those who don't know, basically, you know, you got. I'm gonna put the first card out on the table. Um, that's that's the main player in the deal, and then I'm gonna deal you guys cards, which are the other players that were trading for that first player. Um, and we see, you know, where the value is between us all. Um, if you guys actually get hit too many times in the cards, you know, I may say it's a bust of a deal for me in my perspective. Um, but obviously. Um we may go all the way with it. It just depends on what's coming next. So um this this edition though is gonna be different because it's gonna be dynasty based. So we're just gonna we're gonna look at it from a dynasty standpoint, not just you know, standard redraft. So um I purposely mix the names up to make it that way. All right.
2: I'm ready.
0: Alright, cool. And do you guys wanna go off and on? I got four of them. So do you both wanna take two each or do you wanna both give your opinions on all of them?
2: I um, do have this for you. We can we can do all of them.
0: Alright, cool. All right, so the first one, the first player on the table is AP, Adrian Peterson. Now, the first two cards I'm dealing you for AP um is the first two guys that we're going to put out there is Henry and Dakson. Now, this is so this is again, dynasty. It's important to mention that is Henry and Dachshund enough to trade AP.
2: For me it is. I think Henry's a, a superstar and the maybe keen uh, Demarco Murray leaves and I agree to Trevor on Dakson's take a. Pass kind of the offense the pretty good quarterback i think both those guys will will uh produce for you in the long run and i think ap is on his last like 31 years old yeah uh it's funny because I, I didn't expect that answer from you but uh
0: <laughs> it's uh, how you threw him off his yeah, game right
2: guess, there <laughs> uh, yeah a little bit really but uh i guess i'll throw in the caveat that obviously it depends on what team we're working with here um but in general, for my team, I would do the deal. But it, but it is tough because you know you're getting top three production, probably from Adrian and Peterson, over the next two to three years. Right. And you you may not you may not get anything from Doxson this year. Um, next to nothing. I think Henry will be used a little bit, um, and he does have a ton of potential. But he is in the time share with with Demarco Murray. Um, I I do it just because we're talking twenty year age differences total so right so you combine all of that um, so I, I do the deal but i have to think about it see see think it's so
0: interesting it. it's so interesting that's why i do this because you know a lot of guys maybe either just new to dynasty or you know um some people are so focused on right now Yeah, i mean even if you're in a dynasty some people just can't help but focus on right now as well you know so to some people that trade would be ridiculous right i mean that is fair to say right some people some people would like laugh at you for that right in a dynasty
2: Oh yeah, potentially, and that's why when we when we have when we have clients, if they're ready to if they're ready to win, I send them to Porter. You know, I mean, he deals with that. And if it's someone that's, that's trying to be more patient, I'll I'll work with them and yeah. do that sort of thing. All right, cool. Um, so that's why we work pretty well together.
0: This is so much different in Dynasty, man. This trade trade blackjack is so cool. Um, all right, the next yeah. deal is going to be Zeke. He's the card on the table, right? So he's the guy we're trying to get here. And, and the first two guys, um, the first two cards I'm putting out are Jamal Charles and Treadwell. Do we hit? Do we accept it? Or do we, you know, what? what where are we going with this one?
2: Oh, that's really tough. Uh, um, I'm going with the Charles Treadwell side because you know, it, Zeke is kind of the best of both worlds where you're getting production right now and you're going to get production down the road um you can kind of make up well you know actually i'm not sure i i think i have to ask for a little bit more I mean, guy. yeah okay so you guys hit um, you know, right like that. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I'll hit, I'll hit okay that so th- th-
0: this is the guy i'm throwing the deal i don't know if it's you guys cup of tea or not but i'm gonna throw in jay ajayi are we good or, we, or did we bust the deal
2: is that as far as you're going? That's
0: as far as I'm going. I'm giving you Charles,
2: okay. Ajayi, and right. Treadwell. I'm not doing it. I think Ezekiel's uh, ceiling's way too high, and I, I, I don't like Ajayi, and I don't like Charles long-term. and I like Ezekiel more than Treadwell. Um, it's, it's extraordinarily close to <laughs> me. Uh, I'll, I'll take, I'll, you know, I'll take the pieces. Nice. So Charles, you're getting that production, and then you'll have a potential wide receiver one down the road to tried well. And as you said, it's kind of inflate the prices for wide receivers inflate as they as they get better, you know, and uh, and they're more valuable long term than than a guy like Zeke. Well, Man. I'm gonna barely take it
0: yeah i mean this dynasty trading stuff is interesting man it's so interesting because even just you two are coming at the trades you know differently so it's this is it, trading trade in dynasty is not easy you know what i mean um so it's interesting to hear you guys i'm gonna throw you guys in the third deal here another older gentleman to start and it's brandon marshall okay and the first guys i'm gonna throw at you in the deal are coleman and hearns are you accepting that straight out the gate or are you trying to win now what are we, what are we doing here
2: was, that was Coleman and who? Hearns. Oh, Hearns. I'm taking that in the heartbeat. Yeah. I think I, I agree with Trevor. <laughs> I mean, Coleman's upside is too good, and Hearns and Boyles, I think. But young, another young guy, I think you got to take that.
0: All right, cool. So you just just straight going for the youth. I like it. All right, the last one, Um, you know, because we, we were asked a tight end question earlier. So the first guy we're starting with is Gronk. And... The first deal I'm throwing at you is I'm putting in Matt Jones, the running back, and Michael Floyd, the wide receiver. Are you are you selling Gronk for that Hit or me. no?
2: Hit, me. Hit, me. Hit Hit you.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm not going to give you guys too much. I'm going to be greedy on this one and try to see what we can do. I'm going <laughs> to yeah, throw you a tight end, a young tight end. I'm a Raider fan, so I'm throwing Clyde Walford in the deal. I have high potential for this guy. Come on. Come yeah, on, guys.
2: Change anything for me. Give me your next three. Oh, <laughs> come on, guys. Yeah.
0: Come on. Gronk's always hurt, guys no
2: he's he's, yeah i like floyd a lot um and i'm okay on matt jones but but uh Clyde walter doesn't move the needle at all for
0: me man guys are hard hard
2: negotiators
0: (laughs) hard negotiators but i guess i got to keep gronk man you guys don't want to you guys don't want to trade all right well that's cool because like i said i like this because you guys had different opinions on each one except gronk but that's okay um, that, that was fun. Um, so that's it for the Fantasy Trade Dynasty. I got to do more of these because you guys you guys showed me that there's something to this. This is something interesting with Dynasty Trade. So we'll do more of those in the future. Um, so now I do want to jump over to uh, my favorite segment, Fowler No foul. Um, Again, for those who don't know, for those who are new to this, basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw statements at you guys. Um, if you don't agree with the statement, it's a foul. Um, but if you do agree with what I'm saying, then it's a no foul. And these could be statements that were sent in to me. They're just uh, stuff that I came up with. It could be anything. So um, some of these are, are football related, some aren't. So we're just going to mix it up and have fun with it. You guys ready for foul or no foul? You guys understand the rules? Yes, sir. All right. good. Cool.
1: got it. It's that time again. Let's play another round of foul or no foul. All
0: right, good. So the first one, running backs are less valuable than wide receivers in dynasty leagues because of their average career length, foul or no foul.
2: No foul.
0: No foul. All right. So there's no question about that. So I'm just curious because I, w- I wanted to ask that for a reason because I felt you guys were gonna say that and I've heard that plenty of times. But how how far how heavy does that weigh? So you know if we're talking like Ezekiel Elliott and Hopkins, is Hopkins clearly the guy or do you lean? Is there a possibility you do lean Ezekiel Elliott? I mean, what how how heavy do you lean on that?
2: For me, Hopkins is the guy, no doubt. I I, I love receivers. I usually draft three in a row. No, regardless if it's uh redraft or dynasty, I just think the injury risk is so great with running backs. Like you said, the career length is just so much shorter. You gotta go Hopkins. Yeah, uh, I'm with I'm with him there. Um, Hopkins over Zeke pretty easily. Uh Yeah. So so it's it, always it, that it's way then, right? Are
0: you guys always gonna lean the wide receiver over the running back pretty much?
2: Not always. Um it it does also depend on how many running backs are required in a standard in the format, you know, if you need to, if you need to the um, kind of flex or whatever, um, pretty much almost every flex is going to have a receiver at least to start out. Um, but well, one unique thing about dynasty, and I guess it, it, it's it's kind of relevant to redraft too, is that a lot of the late round flyers are better. The running back late round flyers could be more valuable than the wide receiver late round flyers. Um, and what I mean by that is. It's harder for a for a young, unproven wide receiver to crack the rotation than it is for a young, unproven running back because for the for the very same reason that running backs get injured so much more frequently, um, you could see a guy like Paul Perkins emerge um, more quickly than a guy of Paul Perkins' caliber that's buried in a wide receiver depth chart. Gotcha. Um, so that's one unique aspect in which. That kind of bucks that trend, but I think it's still a, a no foul.
0: Gotcha. Alright, cool. Um, the next one. Uh, Tyrod Taylor will prove the Bills right for giving him that huge contract. Foul or no foul?
2: Foul.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm not a Tyrod believer. I think uh, last year he did not enough with some pretty good weapons. Timmy Watkins in relation to Wissett, Carlos Williams a lot of the year. Um, for me, I don't think he's I don't think he's a QB one for a long term. Um, I'll say foul, but not because I I'm, I don't think Tyrod's good. Um, they gave him a lot of money on an unproven for an unproven guy. Kind of, I, I watched him a lot. He's a local guy at Virginia Tech. Um, and he really didn't impress me at all. And I know he, he's years removed from his Virginia Tech tenure, but he, uh, like Flores said, I mean he he's he hasn't expanded his game enough for me to do that to give him that much money. Um, and obviously, we're not NFL GMs. We're just pretty good Dynasty fans.
1: <laughs>
2: so it's a, it's a different ball game. But I'll barely say foul.
1: Okay,
0: gotcha. Yeah, it gets a little different when when money gets involved, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, sure.
0: All right, cool. Number three, um, there's not okay. Let me let me see. Let me make sure I word this right. There's no other way for Allen Robinson to go but down this upcoming season, foul or no foul?
2: What was that again? So I didn't hear the tail okay. end of that.
0: Um, there, There's no other way, no other direction for Allen Robinson to go statistically but down this upcoming season, foul or no foul?
2: I, I will say foul. Um, but I think his touchdowns are bound to come down. I don't think he's he, he's going to regress nearly as much in that department as people think. But at the same time, he only had 80 receptions, and I, I guess, what is it, 1,200? Oh, 1400 yards. That's, that's kind of tough. But I think the receptions could definitely go up. So I guess overall it's a no foul because those touchdowns, they, they have to come down. you, you got to think that, that'll that happen, especially if Marcus Lee can emerge in any sort of way and, and they'll have Julius for the whole season. Um, but I think the receptions could definitely, definitely come up. I also think the Jaguars are going to be a lot better than they were last year. Last year, I think they scored 14 uh, basically garbage-time touchdowns in the fourth quarter when they were trailing by a lot. And I think this year they're going to be a lot more close teams. They're not going to be airing out as much uh, deep balls to Robinson. They're going to be running the ball more to Ivory and Belvin. And yeah. So I think you're going to see them play a lot better this year and maybe a little more conservative.
0: A little more balanced, which hurts Robinson. Yeah. That's fair. All right, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I think, you know, it's hard to match that, you know what I mean? But like you said, though, you do think, you know, touchdowns may come down, receptions may go up, but still, um, you know, it's likely that the numbers may drop a little bit or a wash, but we'll see. But we'll see for sure. Um, the next one, all right, the next two are not fantasy-related questions. They're not football-related questions at all. Um, so we're going to we're gonna dig a little deeper into you guys here, a little, you know, see what you guys are about. Um, the first one, jeans. Jeans do not need to be washed. Even if you've worn them five to ten times, it doesn't matter unless they are visibly dirty or they smell bad. Foul or no foul. No foul.
2: <laughs> unless they smell bad or don't really look bad, you keep wearing them. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact about me, and I guess this you may say a lot about me. I don't know what you'll take from this, but I don't own—I don't own a single pair of jeans.
1: Okay. I, I almost
2: exclusively wear wear khakis or athletic pants i'm going pants but but to apply this gene question to my khakis i i honestly i don't i don't i don't wash them unless, unless it's visibly obscene you know yeah and i feel like they never really smell bad you know i don't know i don't think that's a factor
0: yeah well i'm glad you guys were honest you know some people were like oh no you gotta wash them every time Yeah. You know i mean you got you got those guys yeah, no so over here. Not, not at all. <laughs> thank you for that the last one, yeah, I'm gonna throw you.
2: you.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm like, you guys do kind of stink a little bit, but uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. The last one is a common one for me, right? I I have it posted on clockdodgers.com right now as a poll. Um, I, I use it all the time on here um, because I get different answers every time. I get, you know, people digging into reasons and throwing out things from all different sides of the field to kind of explain where their logic is coming from. But the, the foul or no foul is gonna be. Batman isn't a superhero. He's just a rich guy with cool gadgets. Foul or no foul.
2: I've I've honestly I've honestly kind of thought that all the way all the way around. Uh, yeah, no, I think he I think he is kind of just a rich dude that, that's extraordinarily good at fighting. You know, <laughs> I don't. I mean, he's a he's a superhero because he's he's a hero. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the word. He's a hero. I mean, he might not be that super. Yeah, I agree. I think he's a pretty
0: freaking cool man, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm telling you, man, I have people say all different kinds of stuff, you know what I mean? Uh, his where, do heart,
2: you, where do you fall on uh, that
0: discussion? You know, I think because I have kids, I call him a superhero. Because the way my kids look at him, I'm like, man, he's got to be a superhero. But, yeah. you know, if I didn't yeah. have kids, maybe I'd be like, you know what, maybe this dude just has too much time at night, and maybe that's all it is, you <laughs> know what I mean? So... I'm going lean superhero, but, you know, take my kids away from me. And maybe I'll say he's not. Maybe I'll be honest with you guys. But when my kids are around, he's a superhero.
1: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All
0: right, cool. So, I mean, guys, I mean, you know, the party's over as far as, you know, we ran through the Clock Dodger games. We ran through the questions. We got all that out of the way. So everything, pretty much this is over, right? So you guys have been really good with this. I really appreciate you guys coming on. Like I said, it's the first Dynasty episode. Um, so it's been really, really insightful cool because you guys you could tell you guys are seriously seriously into dynasty and um i'm sure some of the listeners came away with some good advice as far as even ways to set up leagues so they don't fall apart but um i do have one more thing to do i always ask my guest um to you know i kind of give them the floor i ask them to leave the clock dodgers with you know it could be a fantasy tip it could be a piece of life advice i don't care if you give a stock recommendation literally whatever you want um let's just you know let's just kind of give them something to walk away with um porter you want to go first
2: Uh, Well, Trevor and I, uh, we're both uh, Christians, and uh, we just want people to remember to always stay close to God, and God won't give you anything you can't handle, so just uh, stay close to God and get everything in perspective.
0: That's awesome, man. Thank you for that. We appreciate that as well. And then, um, does he want to give one as well, or you both want to lean on that one?
2: Yeah, well, man, mine's going to sound like really (laughs) insignificant compared to that. Um,
0: it's all good, man. But
1: it's
2: all good. I, Yeah, no, I, I guess mine is, is initially targeted for fantasy football, but you can apply it to life as well. Um, I, I guess just don't be afraid to make mistakes. You know, cause in in dynasty football, um, the only way to win is to get first place, and the only way to get first place is if you're willing to take some risks um, and deal with the consequences if they backfire. I think you can apply that to to life in the same way. You're not really you're not really living unless you're unless you're taking risks and uh, enjoying life uh, and to the fullest. I, I, honestly, I, I think I like borders tip a little better.
1: Now,
0: <laughs> right? His was definitely on a different level. You know what I mean? So you guys, it's good yeah. that you guys mixed it up. You gave you know that side and the fantasy side and, and life in general. So it, it really works itself out that way. Um, can you guys tell the listeners? Um, where to find you, whether it's social media, the website, if they want to book a session, all that good stuff. Where, where do they get to you guys at?
2: Yeah, so I guess I'll take over because Porter's out of business here. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, the call failed. So you can, you can find us at, at TEP Fantasy um, on Twitter. That's T-E-P Fantasy. Um, and we also have a website, com slash advisors. Um, and, and what we do there, uh, you explained it a little bit at the beginning. Um, but we we hold a primary method is is 30 minute appointments um, where we kind of just give our advice, whether it's in season or a draft. We we'll do drafts for you if you're if you're busy, or we'll do drafts with you and give advice during it. Um, and we have a bunch of l- little packages and specials too that you can kind of mix and match deals. Um, but, but it's a lot of fun and. Yeah, so check us out there and book an appointment. It's pretty user friendly. Uh,
0: absolutely. Um, yeah, earlier, when I introduced, oh yeah, absolutely. When I introduced you guys earlier, I said TEP. I mean, is that the wrong way to go about it? Should I just said TEP?
1: Yeah, really,
2: it's not. It's not a huge deal. We pronounce it TEP, uh, but that we kind of just did that on a whim
1: i don't know yeah
2: i guess i guess tep fantasy is the way to get the way to
1: go so
0: i stand corrected guys it's tep fantasy i apologize about that um but tep fantasy tep no matter what you want to call them um the guys know what they're doing um hit them up you know at least follow them on social media ask some questions and bother them there um but seriously guys i really appreciate it like i said um you know you guys know your stuff um of course later in the season maybe we can reconnect again or um, do something maybe on com. I don't know. We'll figure something out. But definitely, uh you got like I said, you guys know your stuff. I appreciate you know, you guys hanging out with me and chatting. Um and that's pretty much it, right? I mean, we got all the ways for them to contact you guys. Um, is there anything else you guys want to get out? Any shout outs or anything before I let you guys go? Uh
2: I don't think we really have any shout outs. You don't want um, to say, Hey mom, hey, you know, no Jagger. Yeah, I mean like they <laughs> they may listen at some point, hey mom and dad. Hey Porters, mom and dad. We also we also have Eton, who's sitting here, Mister Statistician. He's the E in the in the in the middle of the test.
0: Oh, Trevor sh- Trevor shout Eton out to Porter. him, man! Can can he come on and at least say hi yeah. or something?
2: Yeah, Eton, get on here. Say, just say hi. Hey.
0: Hey, what's up, man?
2: <laughs> I'm Eton. Nice to meet
0: you. All right, man. Appreciate your work, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right,
2: well, that, that was Eton. I pre- appreciate
0: that. <laughs> no problem, man. Well, like I said, guys, it was really fun chatting with you guys. Um and you guys enjoy the rest of your night
2: appreciate it we 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 really enjoyed it tonight it had a lot of fun no
1: thanks problem man.
0: absolutely talk to you guys later Take it easy. dynasty football what a fun fun conversation a fun game to play um see I, like I said in the conversation, I'm kind of new to the whole dynasty thing. I wasn't really a big fan of it early on um but I've you know come, come around to it and so um you know thanks to the guys here at tep fantasy i mean they they if you you could just tell that you know this is their thing right this is their this is their space um this is the kind of stuff that that they enjoy you know what i mean and they've been doing it for a long time um so so big shout out to those guys for coming on the show um i really appreciate it uh i don't know about you but i'm definitely going to incorporate some of the stuff that you know they told me for their leagues i'm definitely incorporating it in my leagues um because there's really when you think about it it's really the best way to go If you do anything otherwise, I mean, if you have a better idea or you have more ideas like that for Dynasty Leagues, please, guys, um, email me. Hit me up on Twitter at ClockDodgers or on Instagram at ClockDodgers because I want to know them because I seriously I had no clue about like these these ideas that they had. Um, I seriously never heard of them in a Dynasty League and and they make it that much better if you, you know, if you uh, put those kind of things into place. Um, because they definitely uh, make the league funner, you know what I mean, so so big shout out to those guys, again, TEP Fantasy, you can follow them on Twitter, at TEP Fantasy, um, from there you can find their website and everything, um, like I said, they, they know what they're talking about, you can tell, you know, one specializes in one, one specializes in some other stuff, and then they both just have a good uh, general grasp of this stuff, so um, thank you for them, you know, to them for coming on again, and uh, hit them up, guys. Let them know you appreciate it and you enjoyed their content and what they do. And maybe uh, maybe you can give them some money and and, and uh, they can help you out, help you win some money. You know what I mean? Um, so big shout out to those guys. Again, thank you for coming on. Uh, we'll do more of that in the future, some more Dynasty stuff. That's fun. Maybe we'll have them come back on the middle of the season and kind of uh, talk to them about some of the rookies they talked up and talked down here on the show. Um, other than that, you guys know a lot of stuff is happening in the NFL right now. Teddy Bridgewater out for the year. Um, will he even play in 2017? I don't know. It's sounded really bad what happened to his knee. Um, definitely our thoughts go out to him. It sucks that it happened to him because he seems like a really good dude, a talented dude. And people were excited to see what, you know, the Vikings did this year. So, um, hopefully he gets a full quick recovery. Um, but it looks like it's a, a long road ahead of him. So, um, our thoughts are definitely with him and we wish him nothing but the best. Um, we got some other controversy brewing in the NFL. A lot of guys getting cut. Right now, for the first set of cuts, there's more to come, so it's going to get even more brutal. Um, but so, some names cut, but nothing that, you know, we're going we're gonna to get too crazy and talk about right now. Um, the next cuts will be more of that that we need to talk about. Um, of course, the Colin Kaepernick situation, really quickly, I just want to touch on it really quickly. Um, the beauty of this country is that you had the freedom of speech and that you can do exactly what Kaepernick did um, at these preseason games. At the same time, what he did to many people, um not everyone, but to many people, um was a sign of disrespect, a lack of respect for our military, for our country. Uh, many people feel that you should respect that flag and and this country, regardless of the current circumstances that our country faces. Um Others, you know, believe what he did was right. It totally called for. It caused attention. It created a stir. And it's got us talking about something. Um, I'm going to go more into depth with this on a future episode because I, I, I want to really, you know, kind of just focus on that. And so I, I don't want to, you know, right now we're just going to kind of go over it um, because I wanted to get something out on it now. Uh, you know, I'm interested to hear what you guys for, say first before I talk about it. So so send me some emails, clockdodgers at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter. Send me a DM or a regular tweet. Um, hit me up on Instagram. Let me know what you think about what Colin Kaepernick did. I, I just kind of want to gauge the Clock Dodger, Clock Dodger audience really fast and just kind of get a, an idea of what you guys feel Colin Kaepernick did, whether it was wrong or whether it was right. Was what, Let's put it this way. Let's make it really simple in a way that all Clock Dodgers can understand. Colin Kaepernick sitting down during the national anthem, foul or no foul? You guys hit me up on Twitter, hit me up on my email, hit me up on the fantasy, hit me up on sleeper bot, <clears throat> excuse me, sleeper bot, hit me up everywhere you know where I'm at and let me know Colin Kaepernick sitting down for the national anthem, foul or no foul. And then on the next episode, I'm going to talk about that exact situation because I want to get more in depth with it. And I will also reveal the the numbers as far as which which one I get more of I'm really interested to see where my clock dodgers lean man because you know you guys are family to me and every family of course has the things they agree on have disagreements and so I'm really interested to see how far we are apart on this um so guys please twitter instagram email fancy life app sleeper bot anywhere you see me talk to me bumming to me in the streets just let me know what you're feeling is foul or no foul on calen Kap- kaepernick kaepernick Um, Sitting down for the national anthem. That's it for today, guys. I appreciate you guys listening. As always, look out for some future episodes. Huge things coming for Clock Dodgers, guys. Huge things. Don't forget to check out ClockDodgers.com. Big, great content there. More to come. The rankings are up. QB, wide receiver, running back, tight end, top 100 census rankings. Uh, More stuff to follow for all that kind of stuff for fantasy football and other kinds of content. We go, we go a step further than your regular uh, fantasy football. Site. So uh, check us out, cloddodgers.com, and uh, all, all the usual social media places, you know, where to hit me up at. And uh, I'll talk to you guys there. I'll see you on the next episode. Remember, you got to get back to me, foul or no foul. Kalen, Colin Kaepernick sitting down for the national anthem, foul or no foul. I want to hear from you. This is, you're not, you, you don't have to be on the podcast. You don't have to be a guest. I want to hear from you. Send them my way next episode we will cover it guys um and you don't have to just say "file" or no file." you can say why you can say exactly how you feel about it and i'll share some 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 of the uh sentiments i get some of the emails i get and the tweets and stuff that i get i'll share those here on the air um on the next podcast that i do when i speak about the colin kaepernick situation so send those to me get them to me as soon as possible and uh we'll talk about it next time guys As always, be kind, be great, keep dodging. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to stop by clockdodgers.com and follow us on
1: Twitter.